Good morning, everyone. Really good to be with you this morning. I was mentioned, my name is Ellen. If you don't know who I am, I'm one of the ministers here in this church. And it's great to have so many of you here this morning. I'm sure there are people visiting. Perhaps you've come to spend some time with family over this Christmas season. If you don't normally come and share services with us, really delighted to have you here. I'm still trying to get over May Day on their caramels. That was, that was a stretch, wasn't it? Jesus is no miniature hero, as it says in the Bible. Anyway, um, really good to be together. Our theme, um, if you are visiting, for this whole Advent season, for all our services, both morning and evening, is this. It's Unexpected Christmas. And the idea behind this whole series is that at Christmas there are some things that are to be expected. So there are always films that we might watch, certain uh, traditions that we keep to, things that we always do, relatives that we visit, carols that we love to sing. But among those expected familiar things, there will always be the unexpected things that crop up as well. And there are some things in the Christmas story that are expected, that are predicted, and that are foretold from long, long ago, way back in the Old Testament, and are predicted for us. And there are also some surprises and some unexpected things along the way. And what we're doing in this Advent season is looking at this story, this familiar story, and we're looking at it afresh with fresh eyes, noticing what's familiar to us and asking God to speak to us in fresh and unexpected ways. And this morning's message is called The Unexpected Announcement. The Unexpected Announcement. Calvin's alluded to that already, looking at the story of the shepherds. So let's read that together. Um, We're going to read from Luke chapter 2. If you want to follow it in your Bibles, it's page 1027, 1027. We'll read that together and we'll look at the unexpected announcement that the angels bring to the shepherds who aren't at all expecting what they hear. Luke chapter 2, 8 to 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So the unexpected announcement. I don't know if you have made any particular announcements this year. Maybe you've got a new job, maybe a promotion a new baby, a grandchild, an engagement, a graduation, a new home perhaps. 
we tend to make announcements. Announcements are something that's familiar to us. We tend to make announcements whenever there's any kind of significant positive change in our lives. We don't announce it through angels, but we're keen to share widely with those around us that we know and love what's happening to us. Announcements are part and parcel of our lives. Politicians are announcing things all the time. Here we are on the other side of a general election, and one of the common features across the parties pre-election is the desire to announce pledges and promises as part of election campaigning. Announcements in all forms are something that we're familiar with. I had a dreaded announcement two weeks ago, sitting on a southern rail train home from London, and I hear the announcer say, we apologise for any inconvenience, this train now terminates at Barnum. And I've heard that announcement more times than is funny in recent months. Another dreaded announcement, if we're thinking about the unexpected, one that every shopper hates at self-service area. Recognise that? I didn't realise that... Um, you don't hear that in the supermarkets anymore. Does anyone else know this? Apparently, um, Tesco decided to remove that phrase, this phrase, unexpected item in the bag area, decided to remove the phrase because, what was that, what did they say? It was rage-inducing, according to some <laughs> customer feedback. And due to customer dissatisfaction and frustration, they've introduced more customer-friendly phrases, apparently. I mean, I don't even like using the customer self-checkout because it takes me longer than if I'd queued at the normal checkout. But anyway, unexpected item in the bagging area as an announcement. We read loads of announcements in the Christmas story. Basically, the Christmas story is it's kind of one proclamation after another. And angels pop up everywhere. And angels are messengers, so it's not a surprise that as angels appear, there are proclamations and announcements to be made. Um, Gabriel comes to Zechariah, to Elizabeth, to Mary. Joseph has dreams in which angels appear, and the shepherds that we're looking at today. And what's interesting as we think about this theme of announcement and the unexpected announcement is that in our passage there are actually two kinds of announcements. You get the angel's message, the angel said to them, verse 10, the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a saviour has been born to you, he is the Messiah, the Lord. So we get this announcement, we get this angelic proclamation, announcement, declaration that today uh, a baby has been born, the Messiah. But the shepherds do their own announcing as well. So the angelic host appears, praising God, and then the shepherds talk together, and they decide to go to Bethlehem. And verse 16, So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. So the angels announced that Jesus is born, and the shepherds spread that word to many others that Jesus is born. And we, as followers of Jesus, are called to hear the announcement. We're called to hear the, the announcement of the birth of Jesus in our lives. And then we are to be announcers of that birth. We are the announced to and we are the announcers of the coming of Jesus. 
The shepherds were surprised to hear this news. This was unexpected to them, unexpected news. Those of us here who are followers of Jesus, we've heard this news. We've taken it on board. We've responded to it. We know this story. This isn't a surprise to us anymore. But we can be open to God working in us in unexpected ways today and in the days ahead as we realize that we are also to be announcers of the coming of Jesus. And there are some things here in this story that we can learn about us having this role as announcers of this newborn king, about what God is calling us to proclaim. And the first thing is a reminder that the announcement is for all people, that the message of Jesus is for everybody, all. Why is it that God sent the angels to the shepherds? Why to these shepherds on a hillside? Some people commenting on this will point to the mirroring that reflects back to David's calling to be king when he too was out uh, guiding his sheep, his flocks, watching over them on the fields near Bethlehem. And of course, David was called to be the king and the shepherds are called to welcome the king. There's a nice parallel there. Some people will point to the fact that Jesus himself is to be called the great shepherd, the one who looks after the flock, his people. And I'm sure there's some truth in both of those. But part of the answer for why God decided to send angels to the shepherds, the shepherds of all people, has got to be part of showing that his love is for all, for all people, and that actually outsiders in particular are especially included. Shepherds were near the bottom of the social and the financial pile. They, they couldn't keep the purity laws that were expected because of the way that they had to look after their sheep. They were people who weren't, weren't considered to be respectable or reputable. They were poor. And Luke emphasizes throughout his gospel, Jesus' care for the outsider. That's a theme that runs through the gospel of Luke. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. It runs through his gospel. And it actually makes it extra poignant, therefore, that the shepherds are the first people who go to visit Jesus. They're contrasted in Luke with Quirinius the governor, with Augustus Caesar, those who are powerful. The angel says in verse 10, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And... It's a wonderful truth for us as people of faith and for us as people who might be exploring and thinking about faith that the love and the grace of God does not discriminate on the basis of race or class or gender or wealth. That this is good news for all people. I want to show you a really short clip produced by... KLM Royal Dutch Airlines, they, they produced this um, kind of advertisement thing um, for Christmas. It's filmed in Amsterdam airport and they wanted to provide something for those people who travel alone at the airport at Christmas. And this is what they came up with. Have a look at this. I bet those of you who travel regularly have never had a bonding buffet at any of the airports that you've been in. It's a great video. I mean, obviously, it's really clever marketing, isn't it? Because they want to be known as the, the airline that will bring people together for Christmas. But actually, there's a great message behind it. There's a meal available, but it's only accessible when everyone sits down together. It's the opposite 
of the airport lounge. If you've got extra money, you can choose to go to a special place that only wealthier people can afford for all the lovely food and drink that might be provided there. Here, right at the heart of things, is a meal. And the way to get that meal is to sit with others. And there's something of the kingdom of God there. There is room for everyone at the table. In fact, more than that, the kingdom of God, the meal of the kingdom of God only truly works if everyone is invited and if everyone sits down together. Everyone is welcome at the table of Jesus. The kingdom meal works at its best. It was the design that everybody's included and welcomed and encouraged to come and is able to eat and share when we sit down together. For the shepherds in our story, for these people who really are at the bottom of the pile, the news of a king who would bring joy and peace and establish justice in Israel, that really was good news of great joy. And God was demonstrating that Jesus was not going to be the saviour of the, the kings or the governors or the priests, that he came as the saviour for all people. And we are announcers of that kind of Jesus. We are announcers of that kind of birth in that kind of way. The bringer of the kingdom to earth. And the unexpected emphasis in the birth narrative in scripture is to lean us, us as the announcers, to lean us heavily to those people who would consider themselves to be on the edges. The Christmas message of a saviour is for those people especially who don't feel that they fit who struggle, who need help. With our God, everyone makes the cut. And if our gospel, the gospel we believe in, and if our lives, and if the trajectory of our churches isn't leaning us towards the lost and the little and the least, then we are not hearing the kingdom imperative to be calling everyone to a kingdom meal, which doesn't just say, you are invited, you are welcome. It says, we need you here. It works better if you're here. Come and sit down and eat with us. The announcement is for all the people. It's also an announcement of good news. And you might think this is really obvious. Of course, the arrival of Jesus was good news. But in Luke's account, the context of this good news that Jesus is born into was, um, was, was actually really unexpected. We see the birth of Jesus against the backdrop of the Roman Empire. And the heavenly hosts arrive and they sing about peace, verse 14, glory to God in a highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. This isn't some kind of fluffy, warm, feel-good peace. This message of peace announced by the angel to those shepherds struck you know, right at the heart of the power of Rome. The people were living in the time of the Pax Romana, known as the, the Peace of Rome, a time of relative stability in Rome at the time under Roman authority, but a peace that came at a price, and a peace that came at the price of oppression. And here comes Jesus, this announcement of his birth, offering a very different kind of peace. And the angel tells of his names. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He's a saviour to save his people from the Romans, to make a stand against Roman power as the true Lord of the world. 
And the angel's message reminds us that this king and his kingdom are the opposite of the kingdoms of the day. And that was good news then, and it's good news now. There's a backdrop for us all, isn't there, that we hear this message of peace into. There was a backdrop for the shepherds, the context of the Roman Empire, how they were seen and perceived, and peace struck at the heart of that backdrop. And here we are this morning with our own backdrop in our lives that this message of peace can speak into. We are on the other side of an election, but the political climate is still so tense and polarised. Tensions are still running high. We may be here and facing all kinds of personal challenges this Christmas time. There will be absolutely, there will be grief for people that we have lost. There will be unexpected circumstances that we are facing. There will be family struggles. There will be complexities in our lives. We sometimes talk about those of us who might feel out of sync with the season. And the message to us and the message we share is that there's a, a, a not a fluffy message of peace, but a strong, striking at the heart of our backdrop kind of peace that the announcement of Jesus speaks into. And we're to receive that for ourselves and find comfort and courage in it for ourselves. And then to be announcers of that kind of peace to people around us in the unexpected twists and turns of our lives and others' lives. We have we have a message of good news because it's unexpected peace, whatever the backdrop for us and for others that we want to share that with. This is good news for all. It's, it's, it's an announcement for all. It's good news for all. And as announcers of Jesus, we, we do this announcing, we do this birth announcement about this king in the context of our ordinary, everyday lives. We announce Jesus as we live our everyday lives. This year, there are all the usual Christmas adverts around, and actually Christmas adverts are basically just announcements, aren't they? They are announcements wanting to declare that their own particular supermarket chain or product is superior. Um, here's one with a particular slogan, big on a Christmas you can believe in. Anyone know what supermarket that is? It is Lidl. It is well done, it is Lidl, trying to convey the message that Christmas can be a, a reality if you shop in Lidl because they are big on quality and big on value, big on a Christmas you can believe in. Trying to communicate that every day ordinary people can believe in Christmas, can have the Christmas that they want and hope for because of what Lidl provides. Our Christmas story is rooted in the ordinary, rooted right in the ordinary. Mary was an ordinary teenage girl. The angels in our passage come to people who are doing what they did every day. They were living their ordinary lives, these shepherds. And that's what the birth of Jesus is all about. It's not about an incredible announcement on special days or holy days, but on ordinary days and in ordinary places. And we are to see ourselves as people who are announcers of Jesus to others. And we do that best in the context of our ordinary, everyday lives. 
It's brilliant to have services and special events like Christmas to invite people to. That's really great and important. It's not too late to invite someone to our carol service tonight, a neighbour or a friend. You know, I'm, I'm going. Do you want to come and sing some carols, hear our band and our choir? That's not too late. We've got our crib services on Christmas Eve in the afternoon, Christmas morning, our kind of big headline Christmas invite services. Do invite people to those. But actually, the, the best and most significant way that we communicate Jesus is to be changed by him ourselves and then announce him in our ordinary lives, in our frontline places. And we do that in a whole myriad of ways. We do that through what we model in integrity in our office or in front of our class, through helping a neighbour, showing love, giving practical help to someone in need, answering a question from a friend who quizzes us about our faith. After the Christmas season is over, we will return to our fields and our flocks, like the shepherds would no doubt have done. Where will you be when this Christmas season is over, when we get the other side of this? Where's your, where is your ordinary everyday life? And how can you be an announcer of King Jesus in those places. That's where the kingdom work happens. So we as Jesus followers are living birth announcements. We make him known. We announce his coming. We proclaim that it's good news. We proclaim it's good news for all people. Everyone is welcome. And we do that through the ordinary places that we find ourselves in. Let's pray together. The kingdom of God works best when we don't just say, you're welcome, but we see it as a picture of a kingdom meal where everyone is encouraged and invited and where the kingdom functions most effectively when we all sit down together. And I just want to pray for you here today. Maybe you, you know, you're a regular churchgoer, you've got faith. This Christmas is meaningful because you believe the story. You know, welcome. Pray for you if you feel, for whatever reason, you're kind of looking in around the edges a bit. I just want to say this is for you and you are welcome. You are invited in. This is good news for you, however much or little faith you might have. And I want to pray for you if you are out of sync with the season for whatever reason. Those grieving or lonely, those with complicated circumstances. Lord, we pray that your message of peace and good news would strike right through the backdrop of our context. And you would bring joy to all people today. Amen.